Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Today, a great show trying to get you up to speed and ready for the impeachment hearings that are going to be happening in the House beginning on Wednesday. Now, Wednesday night is a very important night for uh, anybody who really wants to understand what's going on. Wednesday night, we're going to start... Well, maybe we should start with Hail Hydra. We'll begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Monday, the beginning of impeachment week. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited about impeachment week. Have you put your tree up yet? Your impeachment tree? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, with all of the with all of the uh, Trump people that we can lynch on the impeachment tree in our own homes. It's going to be very, very exciting. Um, Here is my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare is that everybody makes this just about Donald Trump and the fight with Joe Biden, because that is not what this is about. It doesn't make sense. That all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi, with all of the things that Trump has done, takes this one Ukrainian phone call, something where Joe Biden did exactly the same thing, except Joe Biden strangely gets credit as this great hero for telling a nation to stop looking in and investigating corruption. Don't investigate where our $7 billion is. He gets credit for being a hero for doing that. And yet Trump just says, hey, I want to know where that is. Go ahead and investigate. Please investigate. And he's held uh, for impeachment. Now, why on God's green earth would you bring up impeachment on that? Certainly not to strengthen your front runner. Because this has not strengthened Joe Biden. I haven't really heard him, though, either, to be honest. His polling is holding. No, but still, are you willing to. 11 in the last. Uh, but are you poll. willing to roll the dice on that as Nancy Pelosi? Hey, let's bring up the Burisma thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a bizarre. It's a it's bizarre, bizarre path. It's a bizarre You're right, path. Because there's been so many things that they put place so much attention on. Been, I mean, Mueller is the most obvious example, but there's plenty of them where they've spent so much attention on trying to. Uh, convince the American people that this was a an impeachable situation, and mm-hmm. yet this came out before anyone even knew any of the details about it, before they even had the transcript of the call, mm-hmm. they were saying it was impeachable. And why would you bring attention to uh, Ukraine and Joe Biden, your front runner, on something that is risky, that you could just avoid and leave alone? Why would you do that? Especially when you know two people in Ukraine were convicted of tampering with the United States election on behalf of the DNC and Hillary Clinton. So you're pointing the cameras toward the scene of the crime. Now, we know from, you know, murder investigations, the first person that you're supposed to investigate as the suspect is the one who calls it in. Okay, the one who finds the body is the one that you you start there. Okay, you found the body. And how'd you find the body? Uh Uh-huh. And then when you rule them out, you can expand. Well, the ones who found this body is the DNC. 
but they believe that they control the media so tightly, they control Google and Facebook and YouTube and everybody else so tightly that they can actually get a president thrown out of office and not have to pay for any of their crimes. And we are talking about crimes here. This is not high crimes and misdemeanors, which is political. These are crimes. So what is this really about? Well, uh, you know, I'm a fan. Stu is not a fan of Marvel. I'm a fan of Marvel. And I'm very excited about uh, the the beginning of Disney Plus <clears throat> this week because Disney Plus has some new Marvel uh, shows on it <clears throat> that are going to be premiering that I imagine are good, seeing that they spent $25 million <laughs> per episode. That's insanity. Incredible. I like, I, I, um, um, what was it? Game of Thrones was $15 million an episode. Okay. Most expensive, $15 million an episode. The average is about $4 million an episode. This is $25 million. It better be damn good. <laughs> but I'm a fan of Marvel, and so I'm, I'm excited to see Marvel. And, and as we were looking into this, we realized what we're dealing here with is a, is a reality version of Hydra. And if you watched, you know, any of the Marvels, you know that Hydra is kind of like Spectre is to James Bond, except Hydra is uh, is looking for a new world order, and uh, they're going. They're they're using four different categories to be able to bring that that new world order into play, and they use these four independent sectors, and with their players inside of these sectors, they're able to take over the world, or at least that's what they think. So the the uh, Hydra itself is split into four independent sectors. The international corporations, and they use legitimate businesses to conceal their illicit activities. They use government ac- assets. They use, you know, individuals within the chain of command. And they they like to do it not in the administrations, but they do it in the bureaucracies because there's very little turnover in the bureaucracy. Then they use global criminal groups, and those are for the short-term goals, also used to deflect unwanted interest from global law enforcement community. So they are they're in bed with really bad oligarchs and uh, criminals, and then. Intelligence agencies. They use the government's intelligence agencies to be able to know exactly what's going on all around the world. Now, why would I bring up Hydra? What does Hydra have to do with the impeachment hearings this week? A lot. A lot. Because this is revolving around Ukraine. And as we told you in our last special, when we started looking into Ukraine, we found some things that we didn't expect to find. Yes, we found corruption. It's Ukraine. Yes, we found uh, Burisma and an 
just implausible story about Joe Biden and his son, that it was completely innocent and that Joe Biden knew nothing about this. Well, Joe Biden didn't need to. Joe Biden was over there to break up the the national gas and oil companies and restructure. So all he had to do was just start hammering all of the infrastructure of oil and gas and have his son on the board of directors of one company. And, of course, everybody's going to look at that in a corrupt nation and go, oh, I see how this works. Okay, so if his son is over on the board of directors of that one, that one is the chosen winner because that's what corrupt governments do. They pick and choose winners and losers. So you didn't really have to be in cahoots with anything. You just have to have your son known to be on that board of directors. And, of course, all the government contracts will go there because everybody wants more from the United States. Because all we were providing were blankets. They're fighting Russia. We're providing blankets. How about some tanks? How how about some, you know, guns, airplanes? What do you say? No, no, we'll provide you tanks and or we'll provide you blankets and maybe more, maybe more. But you've got to do a few things that we say you have to do. Now, <clears throat> could be, could be that they just, you know, America just hates Russia so much that uh, we were just going to give them blankets to fight against Russia. That doesn't work. It could be, well, no, it, it really can't be anything else. It looks like we were trying to infiltrate their government and set up a government that we could control. Hmm. But the American people would find out, and American people wouldn't like that. How else could we do it? Hydra. On Wednesday, we're going to show you exactly what this State Department has been building, not just in Ukraine, but all over the world. We're going to show you a plan that was started by Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton Oh, and another old familiar face. And, and what they did in our State Department and put it into play that has everyone screaming bloody murder because whether Trump knew it or not, he stumbled into something that would expose all of it. And so the State Department started to say, hey, 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 he's, he's, he's in this territory. We don't want him in this territory. He can't be over here. He can't stop this. He can't do anything over here. So whether Trump was doing it because he wanted all that dirt on, on Joe Biden, because he clearly never said, hey, by the way, I'm not going to pay you unless you get my, unless you get my, uh, uh, my my opponent, you get dirt on him, you take him down. Otherwise, I'm not going to give you the 400 million. He never said any of that. But let's just say that was his desire. What he actually did was set off a chain of events that was going to expose exactly 
what the DNC, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and the U.S. Department of State is doing in your name with your money all over the world. And it ain't pretty. It's Wednesday. Don't miss this. Tell a friend. We've made it free. We ask that you would join us at The Blaze. In fact, you can get um, uh, a 20% discount and join The Blaze, which helps us pay for all this research, etc., etc. You just go to uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code GB20OFF and you'll be able to uh, sign up. We... We really need your support, but we've made this special free so you can take it and you can share it with everyone you know. It will be on YouTube and it will be on Facebook. So make sure you're watching 8 p.m. this Wednesday, the Democrats Hydra. Uh, There is a... uh, uh, Nikki Haley um, is is now quoted as saying, Kelly and Tillerson confided in me that when they resisted the president, they weren't being insubordinate. They were trying to save the country. It was their decisions, not the president's, that were in the best interest of America. The president didn't know what he was doing, Haley wrote. That's the view that the two men had. Not Haley didn't feel this way. In fact, she said that uh, the two of them came to her and said, hey, will you help us invoke the 25th Amendment? And she said, "Uh, no, no, I won't. She said, "Um, with the best and most open legal and ethical staffing advice from across the government, Those are the ones that said we have to help him make an informed decision. And they were working against Trump. And Tillerson said, if that's what you if that's what she means by this, that the best were, you know, trying to steer him into the right direction, that I'm guilty as charged. Well, I don't uh, I don't know if this is a good thing. Didn't we elect a president? I mean, one of the things we elected a president to do was what? People really felt strongly that our troops should come home. This is what Barack Obama promised. Our troops should come home. We should end these wars. One of the things that I know for a fact is Donald Trump is not a warmonger. He's not a guy who wants to go to war. He's not a guy who believes we should be involved with other people in war. He believes that we should be taking care of our business here at home. Now, that's what Barack Obama said in 2008, but he didn't do it. And why didn't he do it? Could it be that what George Bush told me in the Oval Office, that whoever sits in this chair is going to have the same advice coming from the same advisors, and they're going to realize that the president's hands really are tied And I remember him telling me that, and I'm thinking, well, then why do we have elections? If we can't, if our president is going to get the same advice and can't do anything about it, then why do we have elections? We're not run by the president of the United States. Your voice doesn't matter. 
So the president comes in and he wants a different strategy. First of all, uh, his strategy on Ukraine was to give them more than just blankets. He was going to give them weapons to be able to stand against Russia. Now, how is that pro-Russia? Because I remember they said first he was colluding with Russia. And by the way, a lot of these advisors who said that they don't like what Trump did with this whole thing are saying that the policy, though, was better to for Ukraine. Yes. But they're all saying, like, <laughs> right. yeah, by the way, uh, the Ukrainian thing, was uh, that worked out for Ukraine, and yeah. it was better than what Obama was doing. So who wasn't it better for, Stu? I mean, if it was better for Ukraine, who wasn't it better for? Hmm. That doesn't make sense, does it? Why would they want to remove him? Why would why was he so dangerous if he was the one who said, "Yes, they should be able to protect themselves. Let's give them more than just blankets." And all those people in the State Department now say, oh, yeah, that that was a better policy for Ukraine that worked out for Ukraine. Then why the trouble? Is it just the phone call? More in a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Since when do we have since when do we have people who work for the president decide what the president should do in secret cabals and then decide to take him out when he won't go that way? <laughs> I mean, you quit. You don't like it. You quit. This is an elected official. This is not this is this is he didn't come up like you did. You were appointed. He was elected. And I don't understand that. And can you imagine? Imagine what people would have said if Barack Obama was surrounded by a bunch of people who were just determined to thwart him every step of the way. Oh, if only. If only. Oh, if only. If only. Oh, man. That but it would have great. done enough damage if everybody he was hiring decided to quit. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, the media certainly wouldn't have been friendly to those people no. who were trying to undermine the president no. like they are now. No, you think they would have protected those whistleblowers? Oh, no. No, no they would not have. No. They wouldn't have praised the anonymous book release I no. from the Obama so. administra- yeah. administration. And like anonymous is a brave, wonderful, powerful, courageous thing to do. Like they would be they would be persecuting this person who was anonymously writing something about Obama. All their resources would be poured into finding out who yep. it was oh, uh, yeah. at, at any Absolutely. cost. Yeah. Yeah. At, at 100%. 100%. So our next president in 2024 could be Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West. Kanye has come out and he said uh, that he was going to run uh, in 2024 and then People started to laugh, and he's like, what are you laughing at? Yeah, he did not like that they laughed <laughs> no, at that. No, he didn't. No. He was not happy about it. <clears throat> yeah. So when I run for president in 2024, we would have created so many jobs. In fact, I'm going to walk. What I'm saying is, when you all read the headlines, Kanye's crazy, this and that and this and that, it's like one in three African Americans are in jail, and all the celebrities are in jail also <laughs> because they can't say nothing. <laughs> They've got no opinion. They're so scared. 
Uh, yeah, I, I heard I heard the audio of this statement, and I could not decipher what he was talking about. <laughs> I, you know, I'm reading it, and I can't really yeah. decipher what One he's talking about. One of the things he's here. talking about, though, because and I know this from his past statement, which is a little more coherent than this. He was talking about the number of African Americans in jail, and and that that this is this is what they've wrought from supporting Democrats all these years. Mm-hmm. This is what has happened to is that there's there's very few. Um, fathers in in uh, heading the household in black families that is so many african-americans are in prison so many are hooked on drugs so many are hooked on the welfare system and he's fighting against it i mean he really he sounds more conservative now than he did when he first started doing the maga thing it sounds like he knows what he's talking about now whereas before he just liked trump and he didn't really necessarily it didn't seem to me anyway like he knew really what trump stood for or if he supported it. Now I think he does, and he does yeah, the, support it. The one thing he's been pretty consistent on, I think, is he's offended mm. by the idea that he has to believe a certain way because he's Very black. much. That part of I it. I love that. Yeah, I, I mean, I love that, too. Yeah, I love that's that. A really, that's a really basic thing. You know, well, you're an individual. You, you get to make your own choices. Aren't mm-hmm. you offended by all of the things that you're supposed to believe because you're a conservative? You yes. are supposed to hate children. You are supposed to like people dying in front of hospitals without care. You are supposed to like starving people to death. You are supposed to just love war in all of its forms. Oh, I do love that. I mean, those are great. Well, I right? mean, yeah. I mean, obviously. That and the hospital obviously, one. Yes. Yeah, there's yes. nothing better than the hospital <laughs> one, too. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we're all used to being offended because we're supposed to believe these things. Mm-hmm. When that's not what we believe. The same thing with Kanye. He's like, wait a minute. Just because I'm I'm a different color, I'm supposed to believe these things? And as he's telling people, what's more racist than that? It, it, because I'm black, I have to believe like you do? Because I'm black, I have to vote for Democrats? I have to keep voting to stay on the plantation? There's nothing more racist than that. Yeah, nothing. And, and you know, look, the racism is collectivism. They are the, one of the same. One is just a version of the other. And, you know, you have... We constantly talk about identity politics and like, oh, well, black voters want this. And, you know, that is just collectivism. You're just mm-hmm. taking these tiny, the, these groups shall work for these groups and these groups should believe. We're all individuals. And Kanye West is, I think, a powerful force, at least in illustrating that point. Whether he knows what he's talking about on any of these issues, I don't know. Okay. So can I ask you another thing that I'm not sure if he knows what he's talking about and and I'm I'm sure he does more than I do. Mm-hmm. But last week it came out that he and his wife Kim had a disagreement about her Met Gala gown. Did you hear this? No. Okay. I missed that. That's yeah. No. Funny. I did. I've been trying to stay up on her Met Gala gown. No, I know that. Dang it. Um, the only reason why I, this caught my eye is because um, the headline: Kim Kardashian removed fake nipples from her <laughs> Met Gala dress after Kanye voiced displeasure. That they were there or that they weren't there? No, that they were there. That they were there. And he okay. said, uh, let's see here, he, he said, it was actually quite amazing. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, I didn't know that either. Did you I know, know that? No. Uh-huh. He said, while looking at my wife, oh, my girl needs to be dressed like these other girls, showing her body off, showing this, showing that. I didn't realize that it was affecting my soul and spirit as someone who's married in love. Uh, the father of what's about to be four kids. Uh, a corset is a form of underwear. It's hot. It's like it's hot for who, though? So I, mm. that was my question 
in this whole thing is, you know, what, whatever. I didn't know there was such a thing as fake nipples. Yeah, I didn't either. And she apparently removed them. Where do you buy them? <laughs> what do they look like? I mean, how do you attach them? Do you attach them to you? Do you attach them to the dress? Is it something that a woman would want to receive? Hey, honey, here's some fake nipples because your real ones I don't like. <laughs> right. I mean, how does that? How, is it just? Do you work? sew them onto the dress? So do you have? Do you buy them in sets? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm sure you buy them in sets of two, but do you buy them in <laughs> sets of six? One would be a weird purchase. <laughs> One singular really nipple would, uh, would yeah, be a would. very odd purchase. I think uh, to me, I feel like they come in like a almost like an egg crate where you're getting like several pairs and they're disposable. That's that's how I would envision it. I, I, if that product doesn't exist, but, so I wait think a minute. So it. do the fake nipples? Do you wear them? They're one use. I think they're one use nipples. But wait, <laughs> kind of like contact lenses, right? But hold it, just a second of the night. Do you attach them to the dress or you? I'm gonna go with you're gonna probably attach. I would say mm. probably to the dress, right? Because if you. If you touch them to you and you wear a bra, then you're kind of losing the point of the fake nipples. Correct. So I think the the point of I, I'm assuming the point of this is the point. I, mean, I guess I hadn't really considered the point. point. I don't know. I, but the point, I have right. no idea. You want to see other the point? Than you see nipples, you think they're real. Who mm-hmm. knew that who they? Would, yeah. Who, who knew? knew that they were fake? Who, who knew, knew that they were fake? We've been deceived we in too, have, way too many ways. Again, women just so deceitful. Women. Wow. Can't live with them. Nope. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we'd like to find out. At least I would. I just like to. I'd like to get to the bottom. Some of Some answers. Yeah, because maybe that. he's crazy. Maybe he's like, my yeah. wife's wearing fake nipples, and she's like, I don't have fake nipples. He always says <laughs> I have fake nipples. I don't. <laughs> Are you insulted or, or is it a compliment? I don't, I don't even know. know. I don't. What do you say at the end of the day? You're like, you know what? Look, uh, thank you so much for assuming I had fake nipples. These are my own. These are natural. I've worked hard. They work out every day. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. You know, I had to look this up for you. If you're a gun person at all, I know some people don't don't like uh, this. Apparently, uh, I love it. It's the new P320 X5 Legion. Um, it is an unbelievable, unbelievable gun. X5 9 Legion R2. It has 17 round, um, uh, 17 round magazine and. Oof, it's just, it fits. I'm a big guy. It fits in your hand just right. Uh, that's from Sig, by the way. Did you see the new Bond movie is getting very, very politically correct? Oh, is it really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that seems like the the exact franchise that could be completely ruined by that. Uh, uh, yeah, you think? Yeah. Yeah. He gets a new all-electric Aston Martin. Okay. Well, I mean, as we know, I will say the the electric cars are pretty impressive when it comes to performance. Yeah, the Teslas. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. a new an electric Aston Martin is got to be. It an could amazing be good. Car. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's got to be fast. Mm-hmm. Got to be fast. Um, the um, they they've they've decided to not let the first all female uh, or the first female black 007 to happen. They're oh, make really? Double O one. Apparently, I think that's ridiculous. I, I mean, right. 007 is the moniker. It doesn't mean she's James Bond. It means she takes his moniker. 
It does seem confusing, I think, to the average person, though. I guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, 007 is is so closely associated. I mean, I don't. I I've watched a million Bond films, and I don't remember the backstory of 007 or 001. Like I thought, they were all different agents. So the woman who uh, owns uh, and created Fleabag. The, yes. Okay. So is that on Amazon Prime don't or know. Netflix or something? It's a, yeah, it's a series them. about basically a uh, promiscuous uh, woman. Screwed up woman. Screwed up woman. Really screwed up woman okay. who's very promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> she was brought in as a scriptwriter for this new Bond. Okay. The woman who created that. Well, because it's very well written, isn't it? I think you uh, you you liked Fleabag quite a bit, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I like the way it was. I like the way it was written. Um, you know, the end. She. It's a redemption story. Mm-hmm. It's a redemption story. Her trying to figure out her family and everything else, but it's really harsh. Yes. And and it's just harsh. Um, but they they brought her in to write it, uh, so it could you know it could survive in the Me Too era. So he gets married, and the first thing that happens is he says, "Good morning, Mrs. Bond." And she said, "Mrs. Bond, don't you miss? Don't you mean Ms. Bellwinger or whatever oh, the name yeah. is?" Uh, <sighs> I. Uh, it's funny because you you uh, you look at all the the villains that come out in these movies, and the ones that are convincing are the ones that you can understand. And I was watching, I happened to be watching uh, a little bit of A View to a Kill, uh, which uh, if you remember. Roger Moore? Roger Moore. Yeah, okay. I believe 1985-ish. Oof, those were bad. Awesome Duran Duran song. One of the yes, greatest, sure, certainly sure. the greatest Bond song sure. of all time. There's not even a question about uh, it. No, Adele. Not even close. Nah. Um, so, Skyfall. Uh, yeah, not even remotely close. Yeah, In fact, they, right. should, they should just delete you're the movie. Right. They should delete Adele's <laughs> additions to the movie Please. completely. You don't like Adele at all. No, she's fine. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just not even in the category mm-hmm. um, of 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 the incredible. I mean, Duran Duran's uh, "View to a Kill" is the greatest Bond song of all time. There's no disagreement with it. it just, I mean, you're just you're just. This is just your hot take. Wrong. Anyway, uh, so uh, they were asked to do one movie. Adele is doing the theme for this one as well. Oh wow! First of all, they were not asked to do one movie. They would have had them do the next ten. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, uh, however, uh-huh. They, uh-huh. they may have broken up about six times right, in that period. Okay. Right. But anyway, that's not really yeah. the point of the story. The point mm. of the story is um, uh, the Zorin, Mac, Zorin Industries is the bad guy. Max Zorin, I think his name is, and it, and is it Christopher Walken? I, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's so ridiculously over the top as a villain to the point of like he has he's decided. To uh, put a um, a weapon underneath uh, the San Fernando Valley, and as it's, it's so funny to see this because it's like there's a lot of people who don't like social media that would be all in on this guy's plan because basically he's just going to cause a giant earthquake and wipe out Silicon Valley. So n- we never get Facebook, we never get <laughs> Twitter, we don't have to deal Where with any of the social Christopher media Walken stuff. When we need him, <laughs> right? this guy's they should bring this plot back. All right, um, but he so he goes and. And he decides to, he hires hundreds and hundreds of workers to work underground in a mine to load it up with explosives so that when he sets off the explosives, it sets off an earthquake which floods this entire city and kills you know, tens of millions of people, right? This is his big plan. So now he's, he's hired. Now you think of how do you keep this together? You have all these workers down there. I mean, none of them go to like, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe I, he's seen as very liberal and he, they went to all the papers and they just hit all the reports. I don't know. Uh, none of those whistleblowers came out. 
but then he, as the as the process starts to go, and he's going to set off this earthquake, he decides to laugh and execute all of the workers in the mine with machine guns <laughs> as he's walking out for right. no reason. These people that have helped him blow right. up the world. And then he buys the giant, he has the giant uh, Zeppelin to go over the San Fernando Valley and watch it all flood and watch all the people die. And it's like, at some level, I mean, other than the Democratic candidates, are, are villains that bad? <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem believable. You know, you know what I do love? Oh. Is that all of the new villains, though, <laughs> want to do those things. They do. All the new villains in, like, the new Bond movie... There's been several out now that are the villains are eco terrorists. Yeah, Kingsman was yeah. another one like that. Yeah, yeah. It was like at some point, Hollywood are are you reading what you're writing? You're listening to Glenn Beck.